0: Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. I'll stay, the, I'll
1: stay the same. I'll i will just
0: trying like, to restrict your movement
1: now. Right? I cannot move at all. <laughs> I am stuck in this be position. It's okay. all
0: good. I will I will keep you right.
1: I should be I should be fine.
0: <laughs> well I will say that I'm here with the lovely Rebecca Vassmunt and this I've just we've just met. We have and your lovely flat. Yes, welcome to and my. We've had some really interesting chats already. Yes, we have. We can have. be privy to. We cannot
1: divulge any of the previous conversation. <laughs> this
0: is the joy of me getting to podcast in people's homes. <laughs>
1: Sorry, world, but you're not allowed to know my private inner work workings no. of my world. No. Love you though. Love you, everyone. <laughs>
0: But no, thank you so much for doing this. We've had this in the planning for a wee while. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry it's taking me so long. Don't
0: apologise because you are the busiest woman ever, and quite rightly so because you're super talented. Oh, that's cute. And um, I appreciate I- that. I learned about you on the joy that is Instagram. There is
1: also many other social media platforms.
0: There are, there <laughs> are. Yes, definitely. And um, I guess my first question is: Was DJing always? in your sights, was that something that you were familiar with as a young person?
1: No, absolutely not. Right. Um, so, for me, what happened was, I, I've i got a big brother, mm-hmm. and my big brother grew up in France and I grew up in the UK, mm-hmm. and he was like, me and my little brother's like exotic big brother, he was like a, a skateboarder, and like all yeah. our friends were like oh, that's your cool French brother, and he, <laughs> he's always in skateboarding magazines, so anyway he was into hip-hop, obviously, because yes. he was into skating. Mm-hmm. So he... Gave me, I think it was an old, a tribe called Quest CD or or tape maybe or something at the time. And basically I started getting really into hip hop and really into kind of music. And I decided when I left school that I was going to do like a radio production course because I really, I kind of really liked there's a siren. We're in the city, everyone. And that's <laughs> the he-hawty the conversation with her earlier just Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs>
0: so, like, so we need to
1: hurry up this conversation? <laughs> the police are just coming, guys. Don't worry. Talk really fast, So, I just kind of started, um, yeah, I, st- I felt like I was really into music, but and what might sound cheesy to say, but like more so than other kids in school, like I would try to like show them the music and all that. And they just kind of weren't really that interested. in. so I kind of thought, right, I feel like I'm into music in a way that's a bit deeper than other people, oh, even when I was young. Wow, right. and, I, and I kind of thought I want to put that maybe into something, but I don't really know how. And I kind of always felt like I wasn't really ever going to go to uni because I just didn't really think of myself as it's, like, smart enough or whatever. So I decided I was going to go to college to do radio production because mm-hmm. in my mind I thought, right, if I'm a radio presenter, then I'll be able to play music on yeah. the radio. So I started doing radio production and I got a work placement at a radio station in Birmingham. Yeah. But it just so happened that there was this massive warehouse called Hard To Find Records that was on the same street as the radio studio. So I started going and buying records like vinyl yeah. with... The money that I was earning at my, my job or whatever, and bought decks with my student loan as every student <laughs> does, and at some point in the course I realised right wait Which, by the way, I didn't why was I not that cool person that did that? You regret that for the I, no I feel, I feel like I'm right <laughs> you still I can like to relive my you you could go back I, to uni I think, and get, Rebecca
0: you need to sort right here you,
1: you <laughs> could you should get a student loan just so you can buy decks still
0: paying the first one off
1: <laughs> well that okay fair okay I'll accept that so yeah um bought decks and at some point in the course realized it was actually playing music (laughs) instead of like presenting Mm -hmm. music so i decided i was going to teach myself how to mix oh my that was not it was not easy it was not fun it was not quick at the time i had this male flatmate Mm -hmm. he basically went on the decks with my records and two weeks later flawlessly was mixing right four months later i was still at it like in tears and all that like just why can't i do this so I remember the moment where I first managed to actually mix, it was like this euphoric, like, yes, I've done it. Got my first gig, okay. went to the gig, absolutely bombed it, messed up every single mix. And to, so that must have been, what, 13 years ago now. And Jeez. to this day... Sometimes people are like, "Wait, I think I saw you in Edinburgh a long time ago. You were really bad." <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're yeah, like, said, Johnny Geist Yeah, time.
1: yeah. So, yeah. Advice to any budding DJs: don't don't do that. Um, but yeah, so I just. But kinda, then
0: do do that because look where you are now. Well,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I guess in a way, like I've always looked back on that gig and at the time, and for me- for years and years later, maybe maybe even up to like two years ago. So that mm-hmm. would have been what ten years post the gig i regretted it and i thought i'd ruined chances and i'd closed doors and what i found was when i lived in edinburgh it was a lot less open and a lot more competitive and so anyway i started djing Mm -hmm. it developed quite quickly got a residency at this club called cabaret voltaire it was every tuesday was playing techno in the back room kind of developed my skills there got really good or not really good but better at mixing and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff Um, so did you
0: grow up in edinburgh
1: no, I grew up in the countryside in Fife. Oh right, okay. in, near Dunfermline right. in this tiny village called Salon. you Sh- yo, big big up Salon, by the way. <laughs> big, big up Salon, Group. Um so I grew Could up you in Rebecca
0: Mack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I, I grew up in the, in the country, basically. Aye. Then I moved to Edinburgh when I went to college. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. when I was like, I think I moved out of home when I was like 18, 19. So was that
0: your first experience of clubbing and like, well, my first nightlife
1: f- and funnily enough, not f- that I'm saying it's not
0: happening. Well, in Dunfermline, <laughs> my first.
1: Okay, let's let's no comment on that one. Uh, my my first no Dunfermline has some great house clubs actually. Mm. Now I have to say that was harsh. Take it back. Take it all back. Um, all my first experience of clubbing, my mum took me to Cabaret Voltaire when I was 17 wow. and told me that she wanted to show me house music and she wanted to show me drinking. And if I was ever to go out to a club and get mad with it, uh-huh. she wanted to be the first one to do it with me. So she took me out and to a house club. <laughs> that was my first experience of clubbing. Shake your mouth. Thanks, Mum. Right. To this day, I am grateful, obviously, because it did, it did open my eyes and I, I did see another world that wasn't Dunfermline because at mm. the time I was still living in Dunfermline and I was still into you know, pretty blinkered music taste. Although I had started already buying house records, it wasn't... It No, when I was buying house records was after that, sorry. That was when I moved to Edinburgh and I was at college that I started buying house records. So at the time that I was living in Dunfermline, I wasn't yet really into... Mm. I was into the hip-hop and stuff that my brother had given me, but I hadn't started buying records. So anyway moved to Glasgow and moving here was honestly the start of it all. It was like, so I've been here 10 years now or maybe 11 years and it was just the best thing that I could have done. It was the best decision I could have made. Glasgow is just like such an amazing city. People are so welcoming, so inclusive. I've seen it with other people that have moved from other places like new DJs. People are just so, clubs are just so welcoming and open and if someone's good and if someone's genuine, and they've got genuine intentions, and they're a nice person. They're just welcomed.
0: Yeah. So. And was it ever the plan to move to like London or you know further afield oh, to pursue this kind of career? I've
1: thought about moving to London many times, mm-hmm. just because of my love for jazz. Because I'm really, really into jazz, and London's got a really, really amazing jazz scene. Again, one of the best decisions that I ever made was not moving, because as a result, two years ago, I started going down to London to do job interviews because obviously London's more expensive and things Mm -hmm. like that so I was going for job interviews at record labels and like booking agencies and and you know and interviewing for venues to book booker jobs music music jobs basically and I just kept not getting the jobs and then this weird thing happened I was in the sub club and I'd been playing um with Derek Carter and it was like in maybe April two years ago and Barry one of the guys that's one of the uh, lovely owners of the club mm. just approached me and said right we're gonna do it we're gonna just we're gonna just do a jazz club do you wanna you up for it should we do a jazz club yeah, in the subway because I'd been I'd been trying to get them to be kind of open to the idea for years and he just turned around one day and said let's do it so yeah that all happened Just make
0: things happen.
1: Yeah, I feel like it all happened just, just after the time when I didn't get all those jobs and it made me think, right, there's a reason I need to stay here. And then since then, I've been doing the radio show and club nights and booking jazz bands and it's all just gone crazy.
0: And that confidence that you had that initially to go and start DJing and mess up as you describe, has that confidence just always be with you have you always had that confidence because obviously the job that you're in yeah you're you putting yourself out there all the time do you want to do this do you want yeah. to collaborate do you want to you know you should do a club night i would do this like yeah where does that confidence come is that something that's growing or well the
1: truth is i've never had confidence and i still don't have confidence
0: right? okay
1: and yet yeah I'm a, I'm a confident person i'm quite like on the exterior like quite extroverted i'm quite like loud and all that kind of thing But the reason, the motivation behind me just having the courage to try and pursue stuff is because for personal achievement and it's been because I want to prove to myself that I can do it because deep down the part of me that thinks I can't wants to be proved wrong. So it's actually the opposite. It's about not having, so the, the easy way to describe it is if I was sitting here thinking, I'm great, I can do all of this and I know I can do all of this, then why would I even try doing it? Why would I not just it's have not an right. easy life mm. and just know that I could do it if I wanted to?
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for it's me... it's a lot of hard work.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of hard yeah. work for a long time. So yeah, I think for me, it's kind of trying to prove myself wrong in a way.
0: God, yeah. Does that make sense? I like it. No, so, yeah. it absolutely does. Yeah, and just over the years, there have been many different situations where you've been put in where you've just obviously had to make a decision or just go yeah. with your gut or yeah. just be a bit brave that day and go... Yeah. Can we do this? A yeah. Bit like, we me meet with the podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You. Yeah. Like, I'm not the most confident person uh, in myself, although, again, I would be deemed probably quite a confident yeah, person yeah. in the job that I do. Yeah. It's not the case. You know, yeah. it's just like you just
1: Exactly, front on it Yeah.
0: You make something happen. But, yeah. And the, I mean, the thing is, I've said this time and time again, but the worst that somebody can say is, no, nah, no thanks. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, exactly.
0: This you will not go by type idea.
1: It was funny because. I was just talking to my friend just now. Well, mm. just who yeah, yeah. who you passed on the stairs I when did. you came up to my flat, guys. <laughs> yes. So basically I saw this TED talk. Um oh, the, I love that TED talk. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so I saw this TED talk the other week and it was on the importance of vulnerability, right? And I, and I've done quite a lot of like meditations and stuff about this recently and I just had this kind of eureka moment that every single achievement that I've ever made in my career has been through me having the strength to make myself vulnerable to someone to reach out and say I really like what you do do you want to team up or 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 even in my personal life right so one of my best friends Soban I remember he was running a club and we always used to say hi to each other and see each other out and it was like drink field and all booze field and all that don't drink everyone by the way it's bad for you (laughs) Um, so it was like (laughs) booze field and all that and I just went up to him one day and said you know what we never actually speak, and we've never actually hang out. But I've known you for like three years. Do you want to come to mine for dinner and actually be friends? And to this day, he says That's he's grateful for that amazing. because That's n- because no one ever does that in the club world. You just pass each other, you talk, yeah. you see each other in a club. And again, that was just me making myself vulnerable and being like, I quite like you, and I would like you to be my friend. Do you want to be my friend? That was it. I literally said I that, that to him, and he was like, Yeah, actually. Totally. So Cause there's
0: all these interactions that you do have with people, just like yeah. moments where you're like... Do you want like to hang out sometime? Ah, oh, totally.
1: Yeah, like my, I've got f- good friends of mine that run this awesome club and the name of the club is We Should Hang Out More, right? Yes. And when, when I played at the club, they have such a cute friendship group and it's all stemmed from literally just saying, we should hang out more to people. That's I love it. love that. And it's this huge group, albeit they're a big party circle yeah. and they're, they're amazing, but it's just stemmed from them being like, yeah, just making themselves the vulnerable. The
0: power of vulnerability—just <coughs> putting yourself out there and just seeing what happens. Yeah, and not being scared. That's of it. Of being vulnerable. Yeah,
1: that's it. Exactly. So sorry to go a bit deep and, and digress. It. No,
0: no, digress. But
1: way. basically, every single achievement I've ever made, pretty much, I've had from asking. So loving it. Yeah, that's it. So
0: in the ten years, like, I'm, I'm sure there's a million highlights, but are there particular? poignant moments for you that stand out gigs that you've been able to do people you've been able to connect with that you're just like that was a standout moment
1: so that residency at cabaret voltaire back in edinburgh that was my first ever residency and i i feel like that progressed kind of strengthened my skills as a dj in the sense of mixing and kind of reading the crowd Mm. to a certain level um, and then when I very first moved to Glasgow when I was 23, I got this residency for Ministry of Sound where it was called a tours residency. So Ministry of Sound do these like branded tours where they go all over the world. Okay. So basically, I was contacted by this DJ agency. They're like, Ministry, we're looking for a new female resident. Can you send us a mix? Sent them a mix. Some guy calls me up like a London number on my mobile two days later going... Oh, we've listened to your mix. Can you come down to London for a meeting? Right? Went down to London. They, like, all expenses paid and all that. Turned up to the Ministry of Sound and there's all these people, like, essentially sat around a table with business cards, giving them to each other, being like, right, basically you're the new resident. The following week I was off to india on a five city tour like literally that's what and so for a year and a half i did every week like it was like one night india next night china next night somewhere else it was like it was insane so obviously that is that was i'm not going to use the phrase a stepping stone because that's unfair but it was a stepping stone in the sense that it really taught me how to be a dj Mm -hmm. it taught me how to handle traveling lack of sleep all the kind of things that you see On that DJ's complaining On Twitter thing Right It taught me all of that It taught me how to read a crowd Because you're going into Countries Cities You know Like scenes You have no idea What they're going to Uh like So it's like about Finding out what they like Fast And giving (laughs) giving that to them Within Mm. reason Within the stuff that you like Yeah yeah um, so that ended because my music ended up being not really commercial enough for the brand and they, they moved over to, be, to do a different thing musically and I moved. So then I started running a house night, which I ran for years and that was great. And then I kind of started getting really into this jazz thing. So I yeah. feel, I really do feel like this year has been a massive pivotal moment because... I got to play some amazing clubs, so I've had huge, huge, and I'm super grateful to have had so much support from Giles Peterson and Worldwide FM. Have given me kindly, yeah. given me the radio show there, so I get to put bands on and present the show. And I went and played in France with um, Comet is coming and Giles and there was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this beautiful setting and it was just all a bit surreal and you know the kind of thing that you've just like dreamt about oh, for such a long so time like, and you just actually happened. yeah like I literally just checked my phone and had an email like hey do you fancy coming to play this and I was like what <laughs> so yeah I feel like there's been two pivotal things obviously mm. the ministry thing and then me moving away from that and building myself up to be where I am now to the point where this year and maybe last year and maybe the year before, but mostly this year it's just really kicked off. Yeah. Uh, sorry, last year now, because yeah, we're I now know. we're I now two thousand and twenty. So yeah, I guess it's it's like a gradual stages, I guess. Yeah.
0: So what is but, like yeah. a I mean, I guess there's no average week. What does an average week, if you could put one together, look like for you, Rebecca?
1: Well, okay, so i sometimes teach workshops yes which we, which we were just were talking, talking about, about yeah lovely yeah yeah
0: we must talk about that yeah so
1: yeah. i work for this wonderful charity well i work for two actually mm. wonderful one's called escapade one's called sound lab we work with kids and who are care experienced and today i just went and did my first music workshop in a care home with elderly people awesome. which was amazing they were loving it <laughs> and so I usually do that, like, one evening a week. Yeah. The rest of the time is spent organizing gigs, talking to the agency. So I've got, like, a France agent and a, one, a UK one. So at the moment, they're trying to organize France gigs, talk, doing emails, sending invoices. But I try to spend as much time as I can working on music because mm-hmm. I'm doing... My own album, and I'm working with jazz musicians, like I was saying. Me yeah. and Kevin, and all yeah, that. Yeah,
0: Kevin's been on the podcast. Kevin,
1: who's been on the podcast.
0: Yeah, take it out. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're gonna
1: do some music together, and I'm working on so much stuff that, it, like, I don't mean that in an ego way. I mean oh, it in a way that I just pack my life with yeah. many things, and not just. I don't just DJ. I just yeah, do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. That basically it's just like time management. My life, mm-hmm. my life just involves like, right, what do I do on what day? Uh-huh. What tasks do I dedicate to what time? And to be honest, sometimes I get overwhelmed and just don't achieve much that day because yeah. it's just also Too overwhelming. Yeah, it stresses can't, me I out. Can't yeah, hand
0: on one thing and just stick to it. Exactly. So <laughs> I hear you.
1: Yeah, but so yeah, it's erratic. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sundays is usually gigs. Yeah. But sometimes I'll have like a Wednesday night gig. Like recently, I've been doing a Wednesday night gig in London. So sometimes I'll be in London on Wednesday, Thursday back here for gigs in glasgow or bonkers yeah it's quite fun yeah it's fun
0: that's like showbiz life
1: well like (laughs) last week i went i did a gig in berlin and then um the week before london and then two days later it was like the sub club and then a day yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's been amazing but don't get me wrong i ended up sick i was Mm -hmm. in bed for five days because i was completely burned out so you know, yeah, I'm because
0: you're performing essentially, like, yeah, you're. you're that's like a whole. It's tiring. Body yeah. Experience mental. experience, all the prep beforehand. Yeah, exactly. And then the travel nerves. You've and, actually got to do it. Yeah. In front of people, you're like yeah. a performer. Yeah. And I mean,
1: and I don't know about that, but is that
0: something that
1: I don't necessarily considered. I don't necessarily know about the whole performing thing, but I guess you know, guess in a way it is. But we're not really performing; we're we're playing music. It's more. I would say, like, it's more over to, like, being a musician. But then I
0: guess musicians are performers, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Um But, yeah, it's you're just... You're obviously just in your bubble. Yeah. There at the time where you're just doing the job. Yeah, well... not necessarily think... Well, but then you've also got to think about their reactions. It's about, yeah. Yeah. vibe and... Are yeah. you getting it right and...
1: Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's, like, totally all about making sure that you're, like, kind of on the same level as the crowd. Yeah. And so sometimes that involves needing to drink alcohol mm-hmm. not needing to but he- it helps if you have like say a glass of wine or whatever so that as well adds to tiredness yeah, yeah, yeah so say i had if i've had five gigs in a row and i've had a glass of wine each night mm-hmm. or two glasses of wine or five each yeah, night that's take
0: its toll it takes
1: its toll as well. and then it's the lack of sleep and then it's traveling and all that but anyway i'm not being negative all i'm saying is i ended up sick because i was I knackered up, right. and i'm glad i ended up sick because I had an amazing time to end up
0: sick. So, yeah. <laughs> it's all worth it. So, yeah. <laughs> and going back to the teaching, yeah. was that something that you had thought about doing, or did that just happen to appear on your doorstep? When no. You went, I'm open to that.
1: Sorry. No, I, keep I. that yawn in the yeah. podcast. Getting get tired, it.
0: I've got Rebecca no, it's, I'm still making her point. No, it's because
1: I woke up at. Well, actually, you guys are all going to laugh, but I woke up at eight o'clock this morning. <laughs> Did you (laughs) know? Well, okay, I think that's early. That
0: was earlier than me, so there you go. Oh yeah I'll be honest. My last day off.
1: (laughs) Um the teaching thing, so I always wanted to do something a bit more meaningful in between DJing because while DJing is really fun and yeah, you may change people's life momentarily, you're not really changing the world, let's face it, right? Playing tunes to drunk people is great, but you know, you're not changing the world. So I kind of wanted to like add something more meaningful to my life that would make me feel like I was giving something back from all the stuff I'd learned so I just decided that I wanted to maybe teach or something Mm. like that so I went and I did a project in a prison for 12 weeks and then I've done projects with as I said care experience young people and now elderly people and it just feels like sometimes you will form a relationship with someone who at the beginning is completely different to how they are at the end because they've gained confidence, they've gained, not, it's not even as black and white as they leave with skills they no, didn't have. Yes, it's, yes. it's like... In, that interaction. It's confidence, yes. it's self-expression, it's trust.
0: Yeah, because um, they maybe want to go on and become a DJ. Well, no, yeah, you, that's what well, you've been able to give them. Yeah. and just having that experience with them, time with them. them are, yeah, exactly. Invaluable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes I feel like that keeps me happy because yeah, it's nice course. to it's nice to feel like I don't know. It just feels nice to be nice to other. Yeah people do you know what I mean <laughs> what a so, yeah. beautiful
0: sound bite that was it does <laughs> it does feel good to be nice to be yeah good. of course it does and, and everyone should in do your it. job like there's a lot of interaction but then when you're doing your thing you're not talking to anybody exactly yeah and you're very passionate about music so yeah be, and it being able to talk to people about music yeah you know and, and the actual ins and outs the technical ability that you yeah. must have in djing that must be nice for you
1: yeah and I guess if there is some young people who do want to come along and learn it then you know, I'm more than happy to pass that on, so yeah. it's nice. I really, really? enjoy it, yeah. and I never, all the young people that I work with are so lovely. And everybody, yeah. like, they teach us stuff as well, totally it's not just one sided well.
0: Like, I learn all the time from teaching, yeah, that's you know, it, just finding ways in which people learn, because everybody learns differently. You yeah, know? yeah. You have a class full of people and they all have a different way yeah, of learning. exactly. you see them progress at different points. And you'll just see wee light bulb moments you're like, aha, you yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And joy of that as well, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like somebody finding something that they're passionate about.
1: Yeah, and like, there's just been a couple of moments like, I don't know, just like today, for example, when we I was in the care home, residential mm-hmm, home. Yeah. So one gentleman was sitting beside another one and he said, He's a singer by the way I think you should ask him to sing And we put on a song that he said he, want, he liked okay, yeah. And he just literally Just jumped up Well not, not jumped by the way Got up and just honestly The voice that came out of him was in. Amazing And it's just one of those things That I will have that memory forever And hopefully he'll remember that
0: Yeah
1: You know hopefully anyway yeah, and, Or Let if, if not music going Yeah players. I mean if he doesn't remember Then he'll have had fun in the moment Or yes. whatever
0: So yeah that's it's important. nice, yeah. yeah, and that is the power of music. Just connecting with people through yeah. music is, is such an easy way yeah exactly to with people, yeah. isn't it? Like, we all have a song that we like, yeah, or, yeah. or a song that makes us think of a certain time or a certain person. Yeah, exactly. If, if there was one track that you could pick that just means everything to you, what would it be? Oh, Can you? I, mean, I you know everything. exactly what it is, and
1: it's down there in that pile. So... It would have to be, it's called, co- you guys maybe aren't going to know it. I'll say it clearly so you can go and, yes, Google, it go and Google it when you listen. it, Okay, so it's called Starless and Bible Black by Stan Tracy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's on a record called The Jazz Suite. And to me, it's the record that means the most in my life because I feel like, right, okay, this is going to sound a bit... Ridiculous, but I feel like I had my life before I knew that record, and I had wow. my life after, and it's just two separated things. Jeez. And it's, yeah, no, honestly, like it's insane. It's insane how much that record means to me. And actually, it's kind of cute because I made a wee documentary, like a mini, like a six minute long thing for BBC when I used to do a radio show, kind of guest on a radio show yeah. there. And I posted it on Facebook, and the sun of the man who made the record who's now sadly passed away saw it and messi- messaged me Jesus. because one of my friends who's in a band with him tagged him in and he w- was what? like that's amazing that is so cool it's just like the way so for me in music i look for emotion right so whether it's house techno latin music gospel whatever it might be i'll look for like inner peace kind of Emotion mm-hmm. And that one Is literally that It makes you feel like Every single positive emotion That your brain can okay. Produce all in this one instant And also If you're ever like Anxious or sad or whatever you just put it on for me anyway i mean it might not have the same effect for everyone but guys i'm telling you you're selling it big time there there is a. it's worth listening to (laughs) there definitely is a song like that out there for everyone it's just about and this is another thing that fascinates me it's just about discovery it's about music discovery discovery and some like okay you guys can't see it but we are there's quite a lot of records around here right and for me every single day is a potentiality to find a record like that, another record that I love that much. And the thought that I might never actually find that again is quite overwhelming mm. so basically it's just like a constant quest to I say you just discuss-
0: going to, like, listening to new yeah music and just seeking out yeah Have constant you got your wee hidey holes that you go to to find music or
1: yeah i mean usually it's like off the back of like say oh this drummer's on this record oh this record's from this year yeah. this label mm. this whatever whatever it's like there's there's kind of consistencies to it and the more knowledge that I kind of build the more I know what I'm going from Got you. but then sometimes I'll go on a completely different tangent and I'll get into different styles or whatever or sometimes I'm on YouTube and the old, the old YouTube DJ <laughs> recommends a tune and I'm like what is that honestly yeah. I've probably I've probably bought like at least 20 records off you DJ YouTube by Jeez the way oh, there you go. so yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, like you say, it's just the quest to find yeah. new music, new sounds. Yeah. It's going to spark R- some joy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Do you have a song that you feel that way about?
0: Yeah. Um, what is it? And
1: tell me why. Tell, come on.
0: James Taylor singing You've Got a Friend. I'm no, going to write that down. He didn't. He didn't write it.
1: James Taylor, James You've Taylor. Got a Friend. Okay. I mean,
0: James Taylor full stop okay in that james taylor's ever okay. done really his voice just speaks to me oh that's uh, cute it's the kind of music that i would sing every time i listen to him like it just doesn't get old it doesn't yeah get old. that's
1: it timelessness as well yes
0: uh-huh i mean like brought up with music just love music in general yeah. can't imagine a day without listening to yeah. music for you is that i there must just not be a day do
1: you know what That's quite a profound question. I probably don't think that there's been a day since I've been 17 that I've not listened to music. Yeah. Like, a whole day that I've not... No, just no. Yeah. Yeah, like, even if I'm teaching workshops all day. Like, today, Mm. I... When I got had a shower in the morning I put an hour of music on so like yeah. today already I've already done it I'm thinking tomorrow yeah I'm at home the day after again I'm teaching all day but I'll p- I'll just the minute I wake up I just put just music on day. yeah you've just
0: got to do it it's yeah even
1: like exactly yeah it's like breathing
0: it is <laughs> so producing music composing music is yeah. that something that you were always keen to do what, what does that look like no
1: well absolutely not i never really thought about producing music until i got the ministry of sound residency yeah. and they asked me to do it okay but i wasn't and at a point where i was i think mature enough to have the patience to learn okay. i had uh, ableton and all that kind of stuff and I, I tried i just didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. came back to it quite a while later when maybe when i was around 26 so I've probably been like seriously learning how to produce for about seven years now. And I'm now at the point where I finished an album and I would say like I can sit down and put ideas on paper, not paper, but hmm. onto, onto laptop Yes. now. And it's taken me a good seven years of learning the software to basically know how to, it's not even just the software, it's tricks and ways to make yeah. things sound a certain way and yeah i'm still learning obviously Mm. some people have been producing for 50 years and they're still learning and obviously the technology changes all the time and the software changes all the time so it's a constant learning curve but i think for me it's been made a lot easier from being absolutely lucky enough to meet loads of local friends first first and foremost now anyway basically what happened was i just reached out to a couple of people and said i'm looking to collaborate i'm i'm wanting to make this album and they were all super open and super receptive and really welcoming and to be honest i feel like the jazz scene in glasgow mm. has welcomed me with open arms because at the end of the day i'm a dj i'm not a musician and now i feel like i'm part of it and i'm honestly so grateful and also the jazz scene in glasgow the bands that are emerging right now are insane there's mm. so many good bands like we're in such a crazy strong position right now yeah. so good so point of that rant was no i didn't always want yeah. to make music i was kind of forced into it and then rebelled and didn't do it for uh-huh. years yeah. and then off my own back came back to it and decided mm. and it was purely a challenge for me that i don't play an instrument but i want to make a jazz album yeah, so when i was
0: going to ask you that have you ever no i've never instruments?
1: no i have no musical theory. I, I don't. Love that. I don't know how to read music or even tell you what an A, B, C, or D is.
0: That I love that because then that yeah. just tells you that there is always a road in. Like there's yeah. not a certain pathway that you must follow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like. I- you wanted to DJ and you just made it happen. Yeah, exactly. You put yeah, and the work, the graph yeah. and got frustrated when you yeah. weren't like getting it overnight. Yeah, and like that. I just then, that just happens with the composing then. Yeah, when producing music, you're like, yeah. I'm just going to figure this out. Yeah, and it might take me a while, but I'll do yeah, it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's all about patience and just like keeping like prevailing like if you really want to do something you know that saying where they say what is it again I, this is going to be totally wrong but okay. it's like to be a master of anything you oh, need yes. to do like uh-huh. 40,000 yeah, yeah. hours or like whatever because
0: it. like, there's this argument somebody gave me this book which I've not read yet which are making me think I should read it and it was this argument like talent over basically hard work Yeah, you know like innate talent for whatever it is but then If you put in enough hours, you'll be able to do anything.
1: Well, I think with that, there's probably variables. So, for example, I cannot sing, right, and don't have any desire to try. Okay, so if I went and got 300 hours of singing lessons, would I be better than I am now? Yes. Would I be talented? No. (laughs) Right? See what I'm saying? Uh However, with the production, it's not so much... Some people pick it up very quickly Mm. and some people don't. But I think for me, it was about... Like my skills come in this in the form of like samples and being able to piece things together and being able to hear things that sound good with other things, and that's the exact skill that I'm doing as a DJ. So it's like absolutely. putting that back yeah, into making yeah, yeah. music. So I'm never probably going to be a talented producer, but I'm going to be able to make music that I am proud of, and yeah. that's all, that's all I that's, want. That's
0: the that's the goal for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and if something's fueled by passion,
1: yeah, it's just purely fueled by passion. It's not f- like fueled by me being some greatly talented whiz kid. At, being a producer and curating full orchestras like no that's not me but i'm okay with that mm. so Although, i
0: mean you say no i'm full orchestras but i have seen videos of your <laughs> living room which i'm sitting in right now and it's been jam-packed
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but but in fairness that was their own music all i'm yeah. doing is curating the radio show in the sense that i'm yeah. inviting on the guests mm. but it's their music so, so that's
0: a particular radio show that you're now involved
1: the World Wide FM. AM. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool.
1: Everyone go and listen. Yes,
0: everybody definitely go and listen.
1: And also go and like all my pages, thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't worry, all the links will be in there, don't you worry. <laughs> and again, like, what has that experience been like for you?
1: Oh, that honestly, it's been amazing. Firstly, again, I've met so many friends yes. from it. Secondly, it's shown me how much of an amazing scene we have because we've all created it for ourselves. I remember three years ago sitting down and having a conversation with my friend Tom, a.k.a. Worker, this producer from Manchester, and we were sitting down and talking with my friend Joe, who now books for the Blue Arrow, that's the jazz club in Glasgow, yeah. and we just talked about how much we wanted all this stuff, and we've basically just done it. All of us as a as a, a massive group of every single musician and every promoter and every venue mm-hmm. and every clubber that's paid and bought a ticket, you know, we've created this yeah. ourselves. So everyone should be proud. It,
0: exist, make it.
1: it didn't exist. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean created. sorry, don't get me wrong. There always has been a jazz scene, but not like it is now. Mm. Not like it is now at all. And the radio show's been a huge learning curve in regards to learning how to edit radio shows. You know Mix them mm. Organise people m- Make sure people Are on time Organise Video team Because we've got A full video team A sound engineer Photographer There's like 25 awesome. people In this house When we do When we do this I mean, thing I did
0: ask About your neighbours And you were kind enough To say you uh, Yeah you Obviously inform them first And invite yeah. them to come yeah. along
1: Love you neighbours Love you Love you downstairs neighbour Especially
0: I mean I would be delighted If this was happening Well
1: I mean I always I always pre-check with them At least a month in advance and yeah. i invite them up as well so i would ne- i would never do that to someone unannounced <laughs> well well thanks i've not t- you should have told me that when i was 25 that the, my, my downstairs neighbor would have not agreed by the way that's
0: just experience though <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah so the radio show's been a huge learning curve and also i guess mostly i'm just totally grateful that we've got this platform mm. to show the music that's happening here to the rest of the world
0: i mean like i was watching one of the videos the other day There, they're just so talented like, yeah i know and you can just see the it's passion in, everybody's in it yeah it's amazing there's yeah. nothing better than that Just yeah. live music essentially yeah know, it's awesome like every year my new year's resolution is to go in, to more gigs yeah because you know, every time i go yeah. a gig doesn't matter what kind of music it is i'm like you love oh, it I love this you yeah know, nothing beats just people getting together and making a good sound, Yeah, you know? Are these musicians that then you've worked with on your album?
1: So I guess it's been, I've worked with them first Mm -hmm. and then I've got to know all the bands. So like, for example, my friend Harry Weir, who plays saxophone, he's in a couple of bands. And my friend Liam Shortall, he's in a couple of bands. And my friend Graham Costello, he's in a couple of bands. But they're all kind of cross, I'm not going to say cross-pollinated, but they're all kind of in each other's bands. So it's kind of... i I know them all anyway because they're my friends but they've how did they become my friends well that was through me reaching out to them and saying let's work together so first came working together Mm -hmm. and then became friendship and then came friendship i guess and then so from that then i'll invite them onto the show and obviously by the way i don't just invite all my friends invite people i don't know as well yes um but the jazz troops, the jazz trips, the jazz, the jazz troops. I know, ja, jazz go, um, yeah, the, ja, the jazz people just kind of, um, well, some of them anyway, seem to just be such lovely people and they've been so welcoming and they are my friends and I love them. So. Yeah,
0: it's a total community. Yeah, totally. totally. just in it for the yeah. reason. You just seem like the kind of person that is just bringing folk together.
1: Oh, that's a cute thing
0: to say. Like, I hope I am. Like, from the days of like i want to be a dj yeah and i'm going to bring people together yeah room, yeah and we're all going to be feeling it together yeah and now it's you know it's moved on to another level where you're bringing people together because of their love of music to create more yeah music. Like, yeah it's important you know yeah I mean? totally having the, like you know the passion's obviously feeling any sort of vulnerability of asking somebody and the, yeah because i have to ask all of them, of them yeah like, say no or whatever do you know what i mean and that being like that uh, oh that kind of awkward thing, but you're obviously too keen naughty.
1: To be honest, it's way beyond that now, especially with this jazz thing. There's no even doubt in my mind. Sometimes I'll get my phone and I get an idea and before I've even finished a sentence in my head, I'm getting someone's Instagram up and messaging yeah, them and be like, it. here, we should totally do it. this thing. I did it last night, actually. Organised a whole radio show that I just thought of while I was doing a pee. Love it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just literally... A very productive pee. Yeah, seen. yeah. Well, I mean... See, to be honest, yes. the, my best ideas either come waking up in the middle of the night or or doing a pee. So I
0: mean, if it's no broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going for a
1: pee. So, yeah, okay. I do actually need a pee about <laughs> <bit Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now. I, I if you go for a pee now, and I'll be waiting with bated breath, fine, to see what fine. idea you come back with. It's fine. <laughs> um, I was wondering, I mean, the, the whole podcast in itself, but just the gigging, there must be been a million situations that you've been in, you're just like this is mental, like, all the people you yeah. have met and the you yeah. have probably yeah. seen from the DJ booth. Yeah, like, so
1: many, so many. I mean, God, I can't even... I guess, right, this year's ones, probably the Worldwide Festival in the south of France, it was um, it was just amazing. I mean, the
0: south of France. I know. I mean, that's just it amazing. was
1: like, yeah, it was this, like, amphitheatre on look in the sea, and it was like, you know that way where you're in the DJ booth and people that you completely look up to and have idealized idealized in the past so like I had this one point where I dropped this record and it was like the first set after the well Giles Mm -hmm. and so Giles just comes over and high fives me and this other guy that I really look up to high fives me and someone hands me a glass of champagne and I'm just like what is my life what is this but yeah it was just one of those like really moments that i'll always remember there's so so many um honestly i can't even think of them all yeah that was a standout one but there's been many of those like pinch yourself moments mm. actually i should start a diary writing you them all should down start a yeah diary. i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do, do that.
0: that yeah My goodness the stories you could tell
1: sometimes what i do when i'm at mm. a gig if somebody compliments me and i've had a few
0: yeah
1: glasses of wine i write it down do so look, ye? look. There's there's one note that I've written from when I was in Berlin. What what the promoter said to me?
0: Aww, can he it out.
1: Yeah, if you like.
0: That's lovely. <laughs> Alex said, "I'm one of the best in our jazzy scene." When I asked him how my set was, he I'm said, so "I can read to the crowd." I'm so pathetic. Guys. That's that's lovely. That's important. You ha- do you know what I mean? That's all your hard work. Yeah, is. you're doing it for all these other reasons. But it's nice to get a compliment. Just to
1: fill you in, by the way, Alex is someone who, he, he's in this thing called Jazzanova. And I have been a fan of Jazanova for like 15, 20 years and mm. like used to, and still do, really look up to them and their label's amazing and all that. So for me to be in Berlin with him, having been booked by him and for him to have just said that to me was like... Did that just happen? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and if you've got that on your phone just to remind you yeah. of where you've came from and that's yeah. happened. And I'm
1: grateful for it. And oh, I, sure and I want to go back into that note and look at it, not because of some ego, but because I still can't quite believe that that actually happened. Yeah. Remember that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I love it. So is there like a a plan for the next year ahead, or is it just like I'm going for a pee and I'll see what comes out of my head? Well, and come
1: back. No, they're kinda of, no, there is a plan. So I'm gonna release my album. Yes. Um, I'm going to do a compilation of Scottish jazz awesome. which involves 14 local bands who are amazing and it's all previously unreleased stuff I'm going to do a compilation for this Berlin label mm-hmm. which is going to be Scottish jazz um, I'm going to do I've got a France tour in March so that's going to be quite good mm. probably be, be doing loads of festivals again at the moment I don't actually know because they tend to book a bit late <laughs> But, yeah, for me, like the plan is to just continue to focus on this radio show because it's quite important, not only to me, but to like everyone involved. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really for the bands. It's not about me, it's about them and the scene and stuff. And I'm going to just continue to develop myself as a producer, I think. Like, that's that's my main aim. Mm. And to not stop working hard and not stop learning, basically.
0: And not. I don't think you yeah. could if you tried. <laughs> Well I
1: hope so The
0: vibe from I hope you so. is just like oozing out you like, Oh that's cute just And you're saying you're tired And I'm knackered like, na- na- as you- well No I wish you all the best Thanks so I much mean, thank you so much for doing this We are going to quickly move on to what I call the bobs. Okay I didn't tell you about this No me. you didn't well, that's
1: Is this like say the first word that comes to your head when you think Pretty of pig <laughs>
0: I don't know why I. I said add it. that to the list. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah, these are just random questions. I add to the list all the time okay. and then I select a few for each guest. Okay. So, um if you could switch lives with someone for a day, who would it be? And why?
1: Totally Giles Peterson, just so I could have his life. <laughs> oh, I hate Love myself. It. I'm so pathetic. You were right there. You I'm were so right pathetic. There. Okay.
0: Love it. Um what is your biggest pet peeve? when people drink a
1: cup of tea and go ah at the end <laughs> oh my god I hate that you
0: sound like you've been prepped for these questions you're totally on it with the well answers. my friend just did it before Didn't she like yeah you don't like it no
1: don't never well,
0: do I'll it n- I'll never do that again no no but if I do I'll think of you
1: if we ever go for it see if you ever sign me a video of yourself doing that I'll block you I won't I, won't. I would never block you <laughs> I would
0: never do that <laughs> um I think I know the answer to this but what's the best thing about Glasgow
1: The people love them all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um You're so good at these questions. Oh Oh, smashing it. I know you're smashing it. I'd (laughs) like to see you in a (laughs) this is like a tired day. It's like, right go, timer go! Come on, (laughs) 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 Favourite childhood
1: meal? A French onion soup that my mum used to make love Love it yeah me too I made it the other day did you yeah for my housemate who's in there who can probably hear us saying french (laughs) onion soup french
0: onion soup french onion soup yes Um, 99 or a nugget wafer
1: what does that mean like a
0: 99 cone yeah on a nugget wafer obviously a cone right okay
1: cone cone yes 99 cone sorry (laughs) and you're
0: like what is this question but I definitely know the answer (laughs) If you knew you could not fail, what would you do? That's
1: a bit of a trick question because my whole life ethos is that if anyone wants to do anything, they can. So I don't believe in failure. Well, I mean, yes, I believe in failure, but eventual success Mm. in whatever it is you want to do. So I can't answer that.
0: Fine. You have answered (laughs) it in your own unique way. Okay. A roundabout Uh, answer. Can you handle two more? Yeah I can handle You can Come on, fire the mammy. House coat or dressing gown? What is it called? A dressing gown. Is
1: it? Yes, a dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say house coat?
0: Oh sorry. <laughs> dressing gown, darling. What is your favourite view?
1: Um it used to be, and sadly the house is no longer in the family. The view outside my grand's house in Paris and on, so your grand lived in Paris. yeah, my dad's side are all French. So right, my, this is
0: where your brother was. In. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay,
1: right. So it was the view out of my gran's living room. It was beautiful. Gosh. It was all the rooftops of Paris. Oh my Really high up. Goodness. It was so beautiful.
0: So what is it now? Have you got one now? Have you made a new one?
1: no actually I need to make you a new, new one. Yeah. this
0: is the year okay you're going to make a new one this okay.
1: year okay I'll make a new one
0: <laughs> and my last question that I ask everybody in the podcast is what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase
1: definitely Yalde. <laughs> nobody
0: said that yet it's Yaldi out of 15 episodes nobody <laughs> said Yaldi I love it <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's definitely Yaldi. I mean obviously. Yaldi. I've not said Yaldi for ages actually. (laughs) Next to start saying that again.
0: That's a good
1: one. I should have said Bucky, but no. Yaldi.
0: (laughs) I mean they too. No yeah
1: yeah. Bucky Yaldi. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for doing this. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. Bye I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.